Good morning, evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this Brujas, and welcome back to another episode of Cold Brew for the Brujas. <clears throat> As usual, it's your girl Moki, the Pastel Bruja, aiding you on your spiritual journey. One pastel post, podcast, YouTube video, however I can get it to you at a time. And welcome to day, what is it? Seven of Podtober. Today, we are going to be talking about some... I don't know what the adjective I want to use to describe them yet, but mythical monsters, specifically mythical monsters that are here in America. And these are creatures, beings like, of course, uh, Sasquatch, uh, what is it? The Mothman, the Slenderman, all of these mythical monsters that are in, that are from American history. So we're going to be talking about them today. So depending on, there's a few of them. So depending on how long we go, this might get split up into two episodes. But nonetheless, grab your tea, grab your coffee, grab your iced coffee, your lemonade, your hot cocoa, whatever it is you're sipping on this morning, evening, or afternoon. I hope it's as delicious as this podcast episode and vice versa. And let's jump right into it. Alrighty, bros. So like I mentioned, the first mythical monster air quotes i i don't like the word monster i'm gonna use creature because i don't necessarily think that all of these creatures are monsters or bad or deserve the bad connotation associated with monster i'm getting this information from the book superstitions a handbook of folklore myths and legends from around the world by dr McElroy and no it's not Dr. McElroy it's specifically D period R period McElroy so we talking about Sasquatch and Bigfoot I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago when I was talking oh it was when I was talking about what grinds my gears during the season about how people always try to negate Bigfoot so almost everyone has heard about Bigfoot but if you haven't He's described as a tall, and by tall, I mean somewhere between seven and nine feet tall, hairy primate looking type of being, right? In the book, it says tall, hairy all over, long swinging arms and huge feet. It manages to stay hidden in well-trampled Pacific North woods, stubbornly resisting having its picture, having its picture taken. While capable of causing terrific harm due to its enormous size and strength, Bigfoot is rarely reported as having actually hurt anyone or anything unless it comes to the particular animals in the area that it's eating. Uh, It says almost 30% of polled Americans admit to believing in Bigfoot. Bigfoot has intrigued me for a while. Like, I remember watching, like, all of the documentaries on Animal Planet because I was an Animal Planet fanatic when I was younger, still am. I have now became an adult and watched on Discovery Plus and National Geographic, but Animal Planet's where I started, and I still watch Animal Planet. But uh, it's just something so interesting about all of these people and, like, when because i'm having word barf but in the show they would go to these places and 
talk to these people and like basically have a town hall meeting like if that's the style it would be and they would have people come in and talk about how they saw bigfoot and it's just so crazy that all these people have the same like have seen the same creature and i know some of you are probably like Moki, this is all fake and people are doing it for attention and that's always a possibility but bigfoot has been a legend for so long that i really it's one of the few mythical creatures that i do believe in it says uh hold on i did not know that it says most of the bigfoot uh hunting shows have been canceled but uh basically he's still been at large and uh no one obviously because we would have heard about it no one's officially caught bigfoot uh but he is also known to be uh not known to be but people think that he might also be another type of mythical creature which is a native american uh mythical creature called the wendigo uh However, this the Wendigos are usually like humongous, like fifteen to twenty feet tall, and uh, they're cannibals, which is not the case with Bigfoot. We see. Oh. I am so sorry. Excuse me. Which is not the case with Bigfoot. We see him continuously hunt game. That's the other. That's one of the main reasons why people believe Bigfoot is in the area because there's a lot of like let's just say there's deer in the area there's a lot of deer that are killed with like mysterious markings that don't fit traditional predators in the area or something like that so we don't see the cannibalism but bigfoot is a very well known uh myth a mythical creature he's a well known uh mythical monster as they say i remember like i said i grew up on the bigfoot watching shows but this next one is one that i hadn't heard before i read this book all right this next one is the one i was saying i didn't hear about which is funny because it's actually from north carolina and it's about the beast of bladenboro so i don't know if i'm saying that correctly i hope i am but nonetheless the reason that this beast became popular is because in the area, locals' dogs, both people's dogs as pets and domestic dogs, I guess, that you would see that, you know, sometimes you're just the neighborhood stray dog, were turning up missing. And people were seeing this old, huge cat come on, come around, take the dogs, and disappear with them. And that cat became known as the Beast of Bladenboro. And then it kind of escalated a little bit of with livestock going missing and showing up dead and people really started getting freaked the fuck out when the when the bodies of the dogs were showing up not only dead not only their dead bodies but completely drained of blood not a, a drop of blood left so this beast that was doing all of this became known as the beast of bladenboro so tons and tons of hunters came all with the idea that they were going to 
capture this beast, kill it, and obviously become notorious for doing so. However, they were overstaying their welcome in this area. They were doing too much. The people in this town, area, whatever it was, wanted them gone. So what they did was they did a kind of shady thing and went into the forest, shot a random bobcat or mountain lion and said, this is the beast and we killed it. Now get out of here. And to cause the hunters to leave. Obviously, a few stayed around as well as uh, because they didn't believe that that was the beast as well as a few people in the area obviously did not believe that that was the beast because a regular bobcat would not have drained the blood of its prey completely like this animal was doing. So, is there a beast of Bladen Barrel here in North Carolina? Who knows? Because they never really found it. They just lied and said they did. Or maybe they, who knows? Maybe it really was him and they found him. But, nonetheless, it was a little bit weird. Now, we also have the Chupacabra, which is really known in, okay, that was a loud truck. It's really known in Mexico, but also in the southwest half of the United States. And, uh, it has a similar vibe as this Blade and Barrow Beast, because the Chupacabra, when translated, it, it means the goat sucker. And it's because it was literally sucking the life out of livestock in the area the life the blood and just uh it's supposed to kind of look like a bigfoot that really really needs a bath <laughs> it said that it's a mangy looking well not so much a bigfoot because it says that it's more so like a bear or a dog so it's just a really mangy naughty gross looking dog uh but for some reason, this one, the Chupacabra interests me because this is the only, air quotes, monster that we've ever had, like, found remnants of. Like, we find pieces of the Chupacabra because it says, though the supposed specimens of the beast when photographed are nearly always dead. So there's been photographs People have taken pictures of what they believe to be chupacabras and there's obviously been people who have stumbled upon them themselves and have seen the specimens themselves to take the picture. So it's a little bit weird. It has a similar vibe to that beast of Bladenboro where they're sucking the blood out of their prey, but the chupacabra is really known to be in Mexico and the southwest of the United States, but it's also common in in Puerto Rico and other Latin countries. So maybe it's a legend from those people from those peoples that traveled over here, or maybe it is something real that I would like to believe that. Obviously, when you're growing up in different places, like obviously, like in this book, there's tons of. Uh, information about different mythical beasts from different areas and obviously when you're living in certain areas you're not going to see these certain beasts because they're just known to be in these areas like people over in Asia are not seeing Bigfoots they're known to be over here in the I believe it's the what was it the Pacific Mountains where are they at though yeah the Pacific North Woods so uh, all of these creatures are a little bit different, so I like to think that 
obviously it's not so much that these creatures belong to different cultures and came over it's that these creatures were seen in these areas and as people started immigrating and migrating moving all over the place obviously the legends came over with them so just because we don't see them here all throughout america to me doesn't mean that they don't exist so we're gonna do two more because i don't want this episode to go too long but we're gonna talk about something that's a little bit less scary and just a little bit more bizarre we're talking about the jackalopes and they're known to be in texas now a jackalope is a what you call it a a rabbit a jackrabbit specifically that has uh what are they called antlers like a antelope or a deer more so like an antelope because they're not really like huge antlers come on it's a little it's a rabbit they can't have that big of antlers but it's just really uh a combination between a rabbit and an antler now and and an antler and an antelope now the thing that's particularly funny about this is that the like the legend behind them is that they only mate during electrical storms uh and that they are extinct however they they are constantly appearing in souvenir shops all over the west so people believe that (laughs) so here's the thing about this this could actually be a thing so what scientists believe is that uh the first beginning like when people first started seeing jackalopes uh it was actually people seeing rabbits that were infected with a disease or a virus rather that is very real and it's called chope papillomavirus and it causes them to have it causes animals to grow growths on their face that can look like horns and like I said, it can be on their face and their heads. Now, to me, that's a little bit of a stretch because how long are these, how big are these growths that we're talking about that people are mistaking them for antlers? So, hmm, I don't know about that one. I also, this is the first time I've heard of jackalopes, but I have seen like, looks maybe stuffed versions of it or, uh, like plush versions of it rather not like i've never seen one in real life so we're going to end this episode on one last mythical beast and it's the jersey devil very close to home my home of new york and the jersey devil and we'll talk about later the mothman are some of my favorite mythical creatures because they're just so weird and the mothman actually traumatized me for a while but we'll talk about that in the next episode when i talk about the mothman but uh i know when you think of new jersey you kind of think city it's similar to new york but way back in the day when the jersey devil was first spotted early 1700s there was a lot less city in general (laughs) and in jersey especially because it was a very religious area it was a very like a lot of the settlers who believed heavily in their faith settled in jersey some of us might find that funny now or ironic i certainly do but i digress nonetheless uh 
these settlers believed that there was a demon that was born amongst them. And they this demon would fly through the sky just screaming and emitting this high-pitched sound and just basically keeping everybody in this area up at night. And it had the head of a horse and it has the wings and the claws specifically in the book it says of a demon i'm getting more of a horse and a dragon vibe but to each his own now i say this to say uh this one i'm kind of thinking might not be real because whenever it comes to heavy heavily religious areas um they tend to try to create things to scare people into believing or behaving or following the rules. And there's never been any real sightings of it. Um, there hasn't been anyone, you know, past the 1700s claiming to hear the Jersey Devil anymore that I know of, that I've read recently in my when I was researching for this episode. So... I feel like this one was just kind of like a made-up myth, lore, legend to kind of keep people in line as religious, as religion tries to do. Now, watch me say that, and I wake up tomorrow and the Jersey Devil will be outside my window. But, as of right now, this is the only one that I'm kind of feeling like might not be real and might be more of a myth. So, we're going to end this episode here. I will pick up tomorrow and we will finish the rest of these mythical beasts that are in the United States. And I hope you're enjoying Podtober so far. But most importantly, as usual, stay beautiful, keep it spooky, and I will see y'all next time. Bye.